Welcome to Wednesday Night Musical Osmosis, where intelligent dissident thought meets melodic euphonious reality. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Cat Saurus, broadcasting as always from Meth Mountain, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my procussively proficient co-host, calling in all the way from Charm City, Maryland, my pal, Odell. Odell, I think uh, summer is finally here, right? No more cold days, not in this snow bullshit anymore? No, uh, for the most part, for the I mean, we have a few cold, you know, not cold days, but it feels like spring every now and then. But mainly, yeah, we're we're in it now, man. And um, D, you know how I get during the winter? I get seasonal depression, so I am a fucking bear for six months of the year. It's a nightmare, and it's so strange because I love the cold. And I love the snow, and I love sweater weather, and you're like, no, it needs to be hot. Sometimes I piss in the snow just out of defiance, yeah. not even out of need, just like, take that snow. Yeah, take it's going to be real fun when I we move to I manifestos into the snow. You do. I'm so angry at it. It's going to be real fun when we move to New Orleans, because I'm going to sweat all day long and get cranky. And you're going to be like, oh, isn't it beautiful out? And I'm like, no, it's a heat index of 89 degrees. Uh, you'll, pre- you'll, you'll appreciate it when you get older. When you get into your <laughs> mid-40s and your back starts hurting and your skin's Did itching because it's all cold. Yeah, man. Mid-40s, dude. That's I'll be where it's 40 at. this year. I already have all that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why. I used to love I mean, I went to Frostburg. I, I mean, that's like North Pole of Maryland if you want. You know, Nick's been there. And uh, I love this. I love the cold weather, but now, man, I, I, I'm like you, Nick. I get so happy when we get warm days. I'm like, oh. dude, I feel yeah. like my pores are like the needle marks in that druggy chick's arm in one of those Freddy movies, where it's just oh, sucking yeah. in the sun. It's like, yep, yep. There, there's a and, lot of um, weird stuff going on in the summer. I just mm-hmm. crave the sun and the bathe in the rays. Yeah, you got all the festivals, you get, I mean, oh, all the outdoor yeah. stuff, it's great, man. Especially in Baltimore, I love it, because there's always something going on. Well, speaking of stuff going on, we just had our last episode, 104 episodes. We finally wrapped up Kettle of Fish. Fern has left to take care of her ill mother, to care right. for her mom through, I guess, this final period. And we're shutting down Tin Can Media. However, fear not, diligent listeners. Because me and Odell are starting an actual music osmosis website. And for the first time, Odell, you've known me like 30 years. Yeah. For the first time, and since you've probably known me, I'm only going to do like one or two things instead of 30. Uh oh. Look out, world. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to focus. I like what Hike said on uh, Kettle Fish the other day. He's like, I get the same way. It's like I'm spinning plates and I'm spinning like 30 plates where if I just spun two, it'd be like a lot easier. And yeah, I kind of feel yeah. the same way. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we're at a point now where there, there's always something going on. So um, if you have an opportunity to really focus in on something that you really love and and brings you joy, which is the key thing, because let, let's be honest, you know, you know, the, the next day isn't guaranteed. So you know, do what you do what you love to do. I agree, man, 100%. All right, um, we're going to do some news, but first, Dee, why don't you tell us what we've got coming up on the show the next couple of weeks? So, next week, we have super-duper-duper awesomeness. We have Fu Manchu coming on. We have Scott Hill coming on um, from Fu Manchu. Super-duper excited. 
And the week after, we have got the Nearly Deads. How cool is that? There you that go. That is very cool. And, you know, I know Odell is a Fu Manchu fan because there's not many people he would actually broadcast from the road. But he's yeah. broadcasting <laughs> on his way to North Carolina because he's yeah, so he excited to talk to Fu Yeah. Manchu. Yeah, man. I was, so hopefully it's me and three kids, so, uh, you know, keep, keep, uh, keep, <laughs> keep me in your thoughts and prayers, as they yeah. say in America. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. But, um, yeah, so hopefully I'll get there in time to basically be like, hey, Mom, here are the kids, and I'll run into a room and, and, and uh, do the show. <laughs> Very cool. Or hide in a closet. Hide, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does your mom have the kind of house that has, like, a closet under the stairs? Because that would be the perfect place to broadcast. Oh, I wish. It's a, it's a one floor. It's a rambler. Oh, so there's I'll, no escape. There's no escape. I can go up in the attic where, where I'll bake in the uh, Myrtle Beach, North South Carolina heat, so I don't know if I'll do that yeah, or not, but I'll, I'll find a spot. I'll, uh, I'll find a spot. <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, I reposted our L7 um, interview, our Danita Sparks interview from last week. I think everybody should check it out because it was a really, really good interview. Yeah. I don't even awesome. like calling them interviews. They're really conversations. Just conversations, like, yeah. Write out questions or like, you know, what's that dude, the Actors Guild guy? Oh, yeah. Very precise. <laughs> like, I'm not like, so, uh, Danita in 1978, like, it's nothing like right. that. Right. But it's still a cool fucking episode. All right, let's talk about tonight's. It's not really news. It's an article I pulled up, and it got me to thinking most requested funeral songs. And this really kind of got me to thinking because man, this thing's freezing up here. Um, I wanted to pull this list. I remember two of the ones on this list that were like the top ten. Um, here they are. Led Zeppelin's number one, right? Of Stairway course. to Heaven. Then you got Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell, which I don't quite understand, and ACDC's number eight, Highway to Hell. So yeah. you've and the Highway to Hell is really a song about going to Vietnam. But it's just weird that you have Stairway to Heaven and then followed by Bad Out of Hell. It's kind of like it's a separation, right? Of like how half the people say, Well, I'm going to this wonderful place, and the other half is like hardcore, you know, rock power. It reminded me, you know what it reminded me of today? The first time I thought about this in, in years, Odell. Remember those kids, Josh and Stacy, that lived on that like millionaire's property in the pool house? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we met those dudes down there that said they were devil worshippers. Yeah, they, that, they had that little church. Yeah, and you yeah. met those like metal guys down there, and they're like, we worship the devil, we love the devil. And you're like, dude, why do you worship the devil? And the guy was like, because Satan is fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a little intense. <laughs> we were like, okay, man. <laughs> so, let, let me hit mine. At first, I was thinking, all right, what song would I want played at my funeral? And it's like, okay, it's got to be the song most representative of like your life credo, right? And I was right. thinking, suicidal, you can't bring me down. Because I'm the kind okay. of guy who you know have had a lot of hate thrown at me when I did the politics. And I just kept kind of like putting my head down and powering through. But then I was like, okay, but would I actually play... Well, I wouldn't play anything because I'm a corpse. But would my request be to play that song? And it doesn't seem funeral appropriate. I don't think like anybody's grandparents are going to be rocking out with Mike Mirror. So I was like, what song do I really like that really strikes a chord with me that would right. be funeral appropriate? And I'm sure it's a song 98% of people don't know from Alice Cooper. But it's a song called Steven off the um, Welcome to My Nightmare album by Alice Cooper. Oh. And I think, and it's a very slow, haunting, melodic 
song. And it's just like, I'll put pennies on your eyes and hope it goes away. You've only lived a minute of your life. I must be dreaming. Please stop screaming. It's a fucking masterpiece <laughs> song, but it's it's so underrated. Nobody's probably ever heard of it, but that is a song I want played at my funeral. D, you taking notes? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm going to die before you, so I hope you're writing this down. No, I'll, I'll listen later. Alice Cooper, you got it. You knew it was going to be Cooper. <laughs> oh, of course. Odell, what would you be yes. playing at your final resting um, party, fiesta, goodbye launch? Oh, wow. Um, probably, whew, that's a tough one. Um, maybe something from... Um, oh, well, you God. put Copeland up today on the... Um, yeah, well, that would... That, yeah, that's definitely one, but that's a really... I would have to have like a, uh, well, the Copeland song is, uh, you know, when, when finally set and that's a, it's a, and, and that song is just an emotional song. If you listen to the words, it's very, very emotional and it's definitely about passing and, and hope, you know, hoping that you, you've done enough where what you've done has had an impact on somebody or that something. I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, then other than that, probably something from Prince. I just don't know what, but. Probably like Raspberry Beret or, yeah, or something say, like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 something like that. Just because, you know, you also want, you know, people tend to, uh, you know, funerals are are very emotional things, but they're all, it should be a sort of a celebration for the most part, too. I mean, yeah, I want to go more, out like the Irish. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just do it up, man. And because and, it's, a, it's a reflection of the person that's dying, it's more for the people you know, friends and family than it is for the person that passed. Oh, Greek funerals are real somber. So when my family... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a bummer. I feel like Pat Sheehan's song, kickoff song, would be Kiss the Bottle by Jawbreaker. Hey, that, that, that would be it. That would because have to be it. That's the song he always sings when he gets, like, super wasted. D, yeah. um, <laughs> we're going to get our guest in here, but real quick, what would yours be? So I have a little bit of a playlist going. Um, one of oh, the you got a whole... You think we're going to do a whole playlist yes. for you? So one of them that would have to be played is Blind Melon's No Rain. Um, partly because I used to get called the, the Bumblebee Girl when I was a kid. And partly because I just really love the song. Um, then <laughs> Dust in the Wind would have to, have to, have to be played because I absolutely nice. love that song. Um, and the other one is probably one you're not familiar with. Um, it's by Sinead O'Connor and it's called In This Heart. And it's actually like an Irish um, funeral chant. Right and on. Oh, wow. Just, okay. yeah. I will do a playlist for you on the freak accident you die first if you allow me in that full playlist to play Dying Fetus Raped on the Altar. Just okay. to mix it up. Sure. Sure. Okay. Just to, br uh, just to uh, bring uh, some levity to the uh, situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we killed the terms. But right. my one thing... My one thing is that all of the songs, except for the Dying Fetus song, because I can't do it, all of the songs <laughs> have to be a cover that I have done. They have to be in my voice because they will be me singing to the people that I left behind. Oh, wow. Ooh, you should get on okay. that, man. You're almost 40. I've Take already recorded all of those songs except for Dust in the Wind, so you're good. But what if singing right. Dust in the Wind cosmically brings about your demise? Maybe well, the reason you haven't died yet is because you haven't completed your set list. Yeah, yeah don't do it. I can always come up That's with more. That's a movie more. plot. I can always come up with more. And Dust Final in the Destination, Wind is Meth freaking Mountain. amazing. 
Oh, and then and then no uh, final destination, your ass. Then there's Mr. Blue Sky. I mean, I can add to this forever. Like music is just everything. We need to get a Ronnie James Dio esque um, hologram of you. Yes. And then you could perform at your funeral. There you go. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. I think we're on to something. All right, let's get tonight's guest in here. Tonight's yeah. guest creates and channels a mystical kaleidoscope of ethereal sounds that transcends time and space as she alters perceptions and bludgeons you with pure joy. From the California Doom Boogie Band, Death Valley Girls, the paranormal, multi-instrumental, cosmically groovy Bonnie Bloom Garden. Bonnie is here. Hello, Bonnie. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what is up? How is life treating you? You sound happy. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's a go. fascinating, uh, fascinating introduction for anyone. But I'm honored that uh, that was my introduction. Everybody always says they like the introductions, but like, and I keep saying this on the show, and maybe people will, it'll finally click with everybody, and everybody will know this is my mo. Since we own a network, since I have the show, I don't have, like, some producer barking down my, like, throat. Hey, you have to interview this person and this person. I pick everybody I interview, or Odell picks them and brings them to me, and we kind of talk about it. So I don't interview anybody, or, like I said, I don't like to call them interviews. I don't have people on the show that I don't thoroughly enjoy. So it's easy to write introductions, kind of saying, hey, this is why this person kicks ass, and this is how they inspire me. It's an easy task. (laughs) Where if I had to, like interview i don't know like somebody from like enough's enough or some band i can't stand bang tango <laughs> if i had some producer like you're gonna interview interview the bass player for bang tango this week hey i couldn't write an intro like that for that dude <laughs> I, just, I just never really thought like uh believing in afterlife would you know <laughs> become one of the uh foremost facts about me <laughs> you know what i mean like, i think it's cool i'm i'm proud of myself you know it uh, absolutely is. Heck yeah. you should be I actually have good news for you because I, I, you know, I'm a diligent researcher. I'm obsessed with getting all the facts. So because I feel like if somebody's taking the time out to call in, I should at least know a bit about them more than just the surface. And I was watching a couple interviews with you and reading some stuff. And you had said in a couple different interviews, hey, I think there's a possibility I might have died in New York before I moved to L.A. And I'm dead. (laughs) And I was like, holy shit, I've had that same thought. But... In order for that theory to work, then everybody around me can't be real. But if you had that thought, independently of me, then you are real. So that blows a whole theory in the whole I'm dead thing. And that blows a whole theory in the whole you're dead thing. Unless we're all dead. In that case, we're living in some dead reality where all things are equal. So either way, I think it's fine. (laughs) I think there's also uh, an alternate possibility that there's several different dimensions going along at once. And you... Death might be something, I mean, I don't know, like that's the thing, None of, nobody really knows, but it could be something that just stops in one place and just keeps going. You may never actually, this life die, you know, it just might keep going and going and going. Every oh, time no, like, don't tell me that's that. That's kind of depressing and sad, but. I know. <laughs> um, well, The Simpsons is still on, like so maybe. What? The Simpsons is still on the air, so maybe. <laughs> maybe it's all never ending. And the world's become kind of fucked up and upside down. So it would it, it, it would explain yeah. a lot because I mean you know the stuff people believe now I I'm okay stop stop don't get into a political discussion let me like move over to this <laughs> another thing I really liked about watching your interviews and you do a lot of interviews you're definitely yes you do yes, yeah person. 
I could tell that you just want to get out there and talk with people, with a, which is a fucking beautiful thing. Which is awesome, yeah, yeah. But here's another thing. You're As you're being interviewed, um, there, oh, God, I can't remember his name. The Adam dude has, like, the ASMR show where you talk real quietly. Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I didn't know what ASMR was uh, when he had me on that show. And what's funny is, like, I'm not a quiet person. It's almost impossible for me to be <laughs> quiet and, and to remember anything, like, minute to minute. So he had to keep on being like, hey. He was like, why are you whispering? And it's like, God, you know, it's like, it's impossible for me to stay on, on attention. And, Plus, and if you're going to do a show like that, it should be in a library, not with like the Grand Canyon background <laughs> behind you or whatever, or pastor. Because that just makes you want to scream like, yes, I'm in a field like, um, what is it, Sound of Music. I just want to go up there. Like, what's her name? Who's the girl from Sound of Music? Uh, oh, my gosh. Julie, Julie Andrews. Andrews. Julie Andrews. Julie yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> you should be on Jeopardy. Oh, but here's another thing I noticed. You were counter-questioning a couple of different people were interviewing you, and I was like, almost like, damn, dude, I wish Bonnie was interviewing me instead. <laughs> I could do that. Because it was, like, I, very I like philosophical. Out about people. All right, well, I, you know what? I'll let you take the reins for a minute. Interview me and Odell. Go. Oh, the first really? time ever on this show. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> well, let me see. But I, I feel like it's a little bit too much pressure to do. I'm walking in circles, uh, maybe like a little bit down the ways of this interview because I, I feel I feel shy now. Um, oh, are you, still filling out, are you still filling out my personality so you know what to ask me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll know by the end of the show. All right. <laughs> I'm going to hit one more thing and then we'll get to the music. I feel like we have a lot in common. It's really serendipitous because you have a pickle in your life. And I grew up with a guy who was my best friend for one of my best friends for 20 years named Pickle. Yeah. The strange follows you. The strange follows me. But here's another here's another thing I think you're gonna find good news. You were talking about that story where you kind of had a time jump and ended up in Philly and you're like, how do we get here so quick? And you had never yeah. ran across somebody who had that same experience. And I'm not bullshitting you. One time I got called into work when I was working at Pearl Vision when I was living in Virginia Beach. And my work was 20 minutes was like during the apocalypse, like nothing on the road, 20 minutes during traffic, 30 to 45 minutes easy. And I was at school and my boss was like, hey, I need you to get here ASAP. So and so called in and he was kind of a dick about things. So I got out of class. I had to be at work in 10 minutes, jump in the car, get to work. I walk through the back lab door and I'm Chris. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm late. And I was five minutes early. And I was like, Whoa. There's no way I got here in five minutes. It's it's impossible to play this. It, I mean, I I had to get to my car from campus, <laughs> drive, park, and get to the lab. Totally. So yeah. somehow I, I got there in five yeah. minutes. Should have took twenty to twenty five minutes so I could get there. You know, a couple minutes before I had right. a clock. So you'd be happy to know I have actually experienced something very similar. I I am happy to know that. I, I we're we're really here to collect you know stories. Uh, and make sense or try in our lifetime to make sense of these mysteries. So thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. And you can yeah. add it to your um, paranormal podcast you're never going to release. <laughs> you better believe I will and <laughs> that I won't. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad thank to you. contribute to nothing. Thank you so much. No, it's 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 something. <laughs> you know, it's that something. no one will ever hear. If a podcast is never broadcast, does anybody hear it? Wow, that's cool. Maybe that's just the name of it. 
<laughs> podcast that never was. Yeah. As I was walking up the, the podcast stairs. that burned down twenty years ago. Yeah, the there you go. Yeah. I think that was right <laughs> in your wheelhouse. As I was walking up the stairs, I heard a podcast that wasn't there. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that sort cool. of thing. All right, let's talk yeah. some uh, Death Valley girls. Every time I have someone on for the first time, I like to tell them how they kind of popped up on my radar. I've been meaning to reach out to you for a while. Things have been hectic. Um, I actually found you on Burger TV on my Roku box. I, I also found yeah. Mormo on my Roku box, Odell. I'm always you on there, like, yeah, flipping around. Oh, snap. Yeah. And I know Burger TV, when you were starting out, to get on Burger TV was a dream of yours, and to have them put your tape out was a dream of yours. And yeah, here we are. I'm looking at my dog, whose last name is TV, named after Burger TV. What's oh, wow. Name? That's how much I'm dedicated to Burger TV. Wow, that's there good. You go. So yeah. um, talk about that experience when you first got in with them. Was it just because you've accomplished so many of your milestones that you wanted to accomplish? What's it like every time you reach a new plateau? Are you kind of like soaking in it like like in lukewarm water? Ah, I made it. Or does that just snap <laughs> you into, fuck, man, now I got another goal I need to hit? <laughs> no, I think it's like... Uh, it's, it's all different. It's all, it's all arranged, but usually it's like either we're like, Oh my God, I can't believe this happening. Or after we'll be like, Whoa, did we write that on this, that list we made? And then we'll go back and look for the list and it'll be there. And we're like, Oh my God, it's working. It's finally working. You know, like we mm -hmm. have lots of completely like, I mean, as you, if you've looked at us a little bit, can imagine there's a few things we definitely never thought on our list would happen that happened. Um, and, uh, I guess, you know, it, it, yeah, after the Iggy thing, we were like, well, I guess there's no more bigger things we could wish for, but, uh, so <laughs> there's that, you know, sometimes you're kind of <laughs> like, uh, there's nothing, our biggest dream is accomplished. Like, what do we do now? But we thought of a few new dreams, um, that we're, we're trying to manifest as we speak. Speaking right of that, that, yeah, speaking of that, how did, how did you guys like meet Iggy and how did how because I've read so much how he I mean you know you're one of his favorite bands and I know you guys are huge so fans crazy. of him and then it's nuts and then to have him in a video um it, 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 how did that all come up um come about I mean just even you saying that sounds so like unrealistic it's not ever gonna not be like <laughs> it's never gonna be believable yeah. but um, I can't believe he knows the name of our band. Honestly, like, it's not, I can't tell you what happened, but I can tell mm -hmm. you, like, what happened. Because it seems like a whole other dimension. But, like, on my birthday a few years ago, uh, I woke up in Austin. Um, we were about to hit the road with Rocky Erickson, which was insane. Um, okay. Like, biggest dream possible for that, you know, still biggest dream possible. Um, I woke up in the morning, and on my phone it said, like, you had some, I had, like, Twitter uh, notifications, and I looked, and it just said, like, Iggy Pop, and I was like, what the fudge, and it was like, Iggy Pop, like, Death Valley Girls are a gift to the world, and I was like, holy shit, Whoa. like, who, oh who, my gosh. this has to be a prank, like, how did this happen, you know what I mean, just seeing his name and our band name together, like, yeah. like, stopped my heart, and then, yeah, he played us on his show, it wasn't a prank, it was real, um, and then, uh, our friend who like directs most of our music videos just asked his manager if he'd be in a video, and 
I don't know why he said yes. Um, and I don't know how it happened, but we've met him and like the energy he gives off, like lasted a week, like just being in that presence of that energy. Uh, imagine meeting him. Oh my gosh. You're meeting him in like 70. Imagine meeting him at 30. I, well, yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think he's probably had that energy forever, but uh, yeah. I feel pretty lucky to get to have felt it like um, his like sober self. You know what I mean? Like, God, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I know that that's most people would probably wish to see their heroes. And I mean, he's still in his heyday. I don't know. He's perfectly fine. I would have been glad to meet him at any time, but you could just... It was just crazy. It was amazing. Like, so you've yeah, got think- Iggy Pop. Let me give this some context real quick, Odell. you got Iggy mm-hmm. Pop in this Andy Warhol-esque type video for four minutes eating a hamburger, like just taking <laughs> out a wrapper methodically and putting it into and looking around in, in the Iggy way that he does. So and great. <laughs> that video made me a little sad. And here's why. why? I realize I will never be as cool doing... Anything. I'll never be as fucking cool as Iggy was eating a hamburger. I could be. Sl- I feel like if I was slaying Vikings, I wouldn't look as cool as Iggy eating just eating a hamburger. I feel like I would <laughs> fall on my sword, trip, fall on my sword, and like fucking impale myself. Like I'm like a Don Knotts type of guy. And I was just like, good God, I'll never be cool as Iggy. He, he makes eating That's a hamburger true. look cooler than anything I've ever like even attempted. Yeah. He makes you cooler just by you being here and him being here, too. Through osmosis, would you say? Musical osmosis? I would say a little (laughs) bit of musical osmosis. Oh, Lord. (laughs) We have to get the word out to Iggy. He was involved in our musical osmosis this evening. Oh, he was. Iggy's. I mean, like you said, it's really cool that you met him, like you said, in a sober. Because just from doing doing this podcast and getting to talk to you know, new artists, older artists, artists that have done it all, and, and, and to have just that reflection is something that's really powerful because it's just like, man, they've seen it. There's nothing they haven't seen. And, and the yeah. fact that you – and it, and then the, I think the, even the, the, the cooler thing about it is, is at the end of the day, uh, we're all musicians that play music. So our stories are going to be similar to the point of at the end of the day, you're – playing in a, in a practice space with your friends or with people that you're close to and you're making music and you've played crappy clubs and you've highlighted at certain clubs and there's artists that, you know, Iggy's played with that were like, oh my gosh, I finally made it, you know, to this, to this plateau and you're, and you're sitting there saying, oh my gosh, I'm talking to you, you know? So it's like, it's really cool when, when, when you actually get to embrace all of that. For sure. <laughs> Let's move on to another thing, too, we have in common, because this kind of happened to me just recently. We did the last episode of our Kettle of Fish, and I know you have said in interviews, you kind of feel like a musical conduit, um, that the universe is kind of giving its message through you, through your music, kind of disseminating downwards that way. And I've kind of, I've just, we threw a show on the last Kettle of Fish episode, and I was like, you know what? I was thinking about just not kind of doing a Kettle of Fish because it had been so long. And then it was like the universe said, you have to wrap it up and you have to call it thanks, like so long and thanks for all the kettle of fish after the Douglas Adams book. And it was almost as if the universe had like deemed me to put that together. Then it was like a conscious choice. So I definitely get what you're saying when you're like, hey, when I'm going through the writing process and you write the lyrics the day you record. So you're just kind of opening yourself up 
becoming a conduit for it and allowing it to mm-hmm. happen. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I didn't invent that concept. Um, actually it's pretty cool as we went to go see, uh, this, um, sort of collection of this, <laughs> there's a space cult, uh, from the sixties and they had, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, cable access TV show. And they were called Unarius. Do you guys remember that? No. They're like no. super fancy. They're, yeah, they're space people. And we just randomly went to go check them out. Um, there's a bit of information on them, but not too much. But uh, okay. they believe that too. They they told like that's one of their like uh, most important beliefs, um, which is that all all art and um, all creative endeavors are uh, shot down to. They believe that angels and UFO or aliens, supernatural things, shoot them down to. But um, yeah, I believe that because. Just because I'm super lazy and also super spazzy, and it just it mathematically doesn't make sense that uh, the stuff that I make had any thought put into it <laughs> from my from my <laughs> side, you know, it just it only makes sense if like someone shot it into my head. Because um, yeah, there just there literally wouldn't be enough time to get the amount of stuff done that that we do. And <laughs> kind of any amount of time. Kind of branching off of that, too, and here's something that, you know, I've sat around with friends and kind of got fucked up and talked about that I'm really, that's something I wonder about a lot, actually. If you had a time machine and you went back in time to, like, 1969 and wrote Iron Iron Man before Black Sabbath and released it, would the universe allow it to work? And if Ozzy heard it, if it blew up and was worldwide and Ozzy heard it, would he be like, what the fuck? That sounds like something I would write. Would that work? (laughs) Or would the universe, like, self-correct, and as soon as you try to play it, like, all your amps would explode? I, I really actually, like, one thing I don't know, <laughs> one thing I don't know anything about and have no understanding of is time travel. Um, I, I, I have no idea. It's fun to think about, but it, it also gives me a headache. Like, um, I don't <laughs> mind thinking about, like, interdimensional travel, but something about going back in time and whether or not it would affect the future really, like, it almost makes me nauseous. Um, mm. uh, so I don't, I don't want to participate in this question. <laughs> okay. I don't want to make, like, I don't think we've ever made a guest sick before. So let me know. No, I just sick. feel, I feel like I've seen a lot of like time travelers lately, like people that you can kind of just spot them. They're like, look pretty normal kind of, but mm-hmm. maybe they're just like, you can tell their glasses just don't, or something is up with them. Like the glasses don't mix well with like the outfit and the shoes. And then they have like something that's like from the eighties, from the nineties, but they're total like square looking people. So it's not like a fashion statement, you know, like, have you seen right. those dudes? Uh, they're like two dudes walking around, like holding a Starbucks kind of weird and like wearing like, glasses from completely different decades but not intentionally it's like that. Not a day. <laughs> yeah that's a time traveler like straight up there's no other explanation you know you know what i'm going to do next time i see a cat like that i'm going to stop him and interview him and i'm going to send yeah. you the interview and then you can kind of decipher is this guy full of shit okay. or is he a time traveler well, is he doing a cover-up yeah ask him or just kind of note like does he have an unusual number of pockets does he have a bag? Does he is he carrying like food or liquid of any kind? It seems to be those three things mixed with unusual eyewear and like 
an 80s or a 90s looking piece of clothes mismatching the rest of the outfit seem to be like the biggest tellers of a time traveler. How many pockets and, you know, is one pocket too many? How many pockets in it all know he's a time traveler? Um, I, like you, you will, you will be, you will be dazzled <laughs> by the amount of pockets time travelers seem to have. It's like places you didn't even think of pockets being. Maybe um, he's just an Inspector Gadget fan. That's that's a point. <laughs> that is one point. <laughs> you can't discount know. that. Maybe he's LARPing Inspector Gadget. <laughs> that 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 would be it. That would be as somebody who went comedy. as Inspector Gadget a couple years ago for Halloween. That's why oh, I had really? my head. Wow. Yeah, I had the hat and pockets. Okay, um, let's pivot back to what we were talking about, because I don't want to go down the time travel rabbit hole and maybe unravel the fabric of the universe. With your music, do you feel like it's more like it's coming from the spiritual world, and it's more of a spiritual movement than it is an actual, like, punch the time clock type of band situation? Yes. (laughs) This is, like, I don't think people understand how, like, this is our religious conviction. Like, we go without, like, comfort for, like, months on the road. Not even, like, not even, like, like, comfort as in, like, bed. I mean, like, everything. Like, we don't drink all day, so we don't have to pee too much. Like, we, we do this because we have to, and there's no way to explain why, except that if it's, like, a spiritual thing. Um, it's just not noted as, like, a spiritual practice uh, in, like, in America, maybe? I'm sure somewhere is like, no, being in a band traveling around, like, entertaining people for 45 minutes is totally a spiritual practice, but, like, it's not really recognized as such here, but we don't think it's weird to look at it that way. Like, well, it, I just think, I it think it's Yeah, I think it's cool that you actually recognize that as you're doing it. I think a lot of times people don't really realize that until they're done playing and they actually miss it. And then they realized, man, that was, that was such an amazing time to be able yeah. to do what we've done. And, and, and the fact that you recognize that, and, and it seems like all of you, all of you in the band recognize that just from the interactions that in the conversations and the banter that you guys carry on in the interviews and while you're playing, uh, playing your shows. I think that's, I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think like, I think it is just, it is it's weird but uh i think it's our our, yeah it's our spirituality like i think we grow up being kind of weird kids or whatever um Mm -hmm. and not you know and like i don't think religion is something you can give from like parent to child like and then it's just that no matter what it's like everyone finds their religion and like you know and a lot of people are into meditation and all sorts of different stuff but like for us like when we're on stage like playing um, it's an out of body experience and I can't hear anything. And it's like, it's, it's like, I don't see why that's not religion. You know what I mean? <laughs> like right. that yeah. is, it's, that's like, uh, close, close, you know, living in the stars or whatever, or whatever other people's experiences are from their better well-known religions, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. like Nirvana or breakthrough, or, you know. But I feel like that's harder today because we're all so disconnected because we're looking at each other through these screens. And when you look at the 70s, 60s and 70s, it's so pure. It's so new. The energy is so pure. I feel like it's easier to kind of feel that spiritual connection or religious euphoria of it all back then when everything was real. Now so much 
Like the other day, we were I was out with my daughter, and her mom said to pick her up a movie for Mother's Day they could watch together, my ex-wife. <laughs> and she got Beetlejuice, and I was like, yeah, there's a new awesome. one coming out. And mm-hmm. she's like, Dad, why do they remake everything? Like, how come everything that comes out is like a comic book movie from a comic book or a horror movie? from? I said, we're out of ideas. A human race has run out of fucking ideas. <laughs> We've done yeah. and said everything. I mean, but we can totally, like, we could, as you know, from what you did before and now you do this, is we could totally point out a million, billion things we don't like. But, like, one of my favorite quotes is from Tuli. Pufferberg or whatever from the Fugs is he said like anyone that lived through the 50s could not have imagined the 60s would happen and I like to think about that like we don't yeah. know maybe it's the coolest thing that's going to happen next and like even if not even though I kind of don't <laughs> believe that it will like it's still there is so much here and there's no difference between when we're in a room like playing music and people are paying to go see rock and roll or even just going to choose it for free, whatever, whatever way they get there, like fucking awesome. You know, like it might, you know, if you like zoom out and look at the, like the whole picture, sure. It's kind of a bum out, but like if you're just in the, in the space you're in and it's still people going to see rock and roll. Yeah. It's like, what is not, there's no difference, you know? Um, but a lot of people have said that Odell like this is kind of like the suck precursor to something awesome Chris Rock has a bit in his last stand up that was like you can't get more opposite from Obama than Trump because that's how it swings you'll have like a conservative guy like Bush then it'll swing way over to Obama then it'll swing to Trump and the pendulum has swung so far over to Trump imagine what comes after Trump in this Trump era so there's yeah, that yeah. kind of optimistic when this pendulum swings back, it is going to swing back with beautiful glory. Yeah, and I think I think you you hit it right on the head. I, Chappelle even mentioned that too. Oh, it was Chappelle, though, not Chris Rock. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I know just as a as a as an artist and a musician, just the stuff that's coming out now. There's you know it's it's amazing to hear the voices, even in politics. If if you go down that road, the new young voices and some of the older voices that were sort of afraid at the time I just sort of followed suit, but are now like, you know what? I got kids. I got grandkids that, um, I'm leaving this legacy behind too. And, and this isn't, you know, this isn't the environment that you want that in. So, um, I think honestly, I really feel that when you go to shows or when you go and see bands, um, there's always, you know, even though, you know, you go in and you see a ton of people with their phones up and, and they're filming instead of actually just like watching and, and embracing that moment. There's always a handful of people there that are just like, you know what? I'm not picking up anything. I'm not checking in anywhere. I'm watching this and I'm taking this in and, 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 yeah. and that's the future right there, you know? I mean, that's cool. There's been some shows that we, like in Berlin, there was not a single person with their phone up and they were all dancing like maniacs. It was so awesome. Yes. Wow. But like yes. at the same time, like if it, if, someone's protection is like their phone and that gets them to go out. Like they, Mm -hmm. like I really feel like a lot of people cannot put down their phone. Like if they'll still go and their protection is like taking pictures that are super, super blurry and then posting like 50 of them. It's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It still matters. It does. Like, you know, it's just like people, people need love and some people need to give it to them. And that's what we're trying to do, you know? And, like, who cares why or what they're doing when they're at least going out to see shows? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't care. Like, I don't, people just put their phone in my face for the whole set. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, fine. here we go. You know, that's what you need. Like, I guess, like, I'm, what am I going to do? Like, punch them in the face? Like, you know, you can't do that. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> but then another part of me hopes so. <laughs> that you can? Yeah. No. Just, I a, need, just a little can't. part of me. I know you can't. Yeah, but. I know. I, I don't want to break my fingers on tour. That would suck. That would suck. Very <laughs> pragmatic of you. All right, let me kind of veer off here because when we're talking about like that vibe of the 70s, and this is for my own morbid curiosity, I have to know this. In New York, one of your first bands, you were an organ player in this band called The Witnesses. And I listened mm-hmm. to this stuff and was just fucking floored. Mm-hmm. How often do you go back and listen to The Witnesses? How, long, how often do you play those albums for yourself? Actually, a very nice gentleman just sent us a gigantic box of Witnesses records um, to my house. And oh, wow. I didn't even remember that vinyl being made, honestly. Um, but, to, like, I've, I, I listened to it actually yesterday, one song that I really like, because uh, I've been, I play with a drummer sometimes from the Witnesses. Mm-hmm. He lives in Los Angeles, so we play together. Um, and, I mean, I think it's recorded really, really bad, but... Uh, and that, for me, like, is an issue when listening to stuff is, uh, you know, production quality. <laughs> um, but I think the songs are pretty awesome. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I forgot how good at drums he was. I forgot how good at guitar, like, and everyone's doing something super cool now that's in that band. And that's really exciting, you know? <laughs> when you're reflecting on it years later, does it sound different? Or are you taking it in different than you was, say, like, two years after you were out of the band? yeah totally (laughs) like i mean at the time i thought it was like i mean i we were all obsessed with the blues in the 60s and like what the blues made in the 60s and like the stones and all that shit and we thought it sounded like that (laughs) at the time listening to it now it totally sounds like when it's from it's crazy like uh you're you know we were just in a little bubble like you know there's like not that many bands doing that so you're like yeah sounds great but um I don't know. <laughs> That's don't awesome think. when that happens, though. Adele, I, you know, I'll go back every once in a while and listen to the Even Steven album, and I'll mm-hmm. be like, as much as I bag on this album over the years, this was actually a really good album, and I'm sure you felt the same thing going back and listening to your Onus album. Yeah, yeah. One album. Yeah, well, and, and I think it's more so, it, it takes me back to those times, which were, were fun times, too. So you throw that, and then you're, because we're, I mean, as artists, we're going to be our harshest critics. I always tell that to people. Like, you can say the, the worst thing to me. Yeah, I'll feel bad, but I'm going to be more down on myself than you will ever be. If yeah, I, totally. If I, yeah. But well, I can I introduce you to this thing called Twitter? Because if you want to feel more down than you can be on yourself, <laughs> hop on over to Twitter and, and, and put a couple divisive, not even divisive, just realistic opinions out there. Trust me, someone will make you feel worse about yourself. Uh, yeah, it's a I fucking just, viper's pit. I don't. I when we record, I really like to just like. I've always just like to make up, sort of like the melody first with fake words, and then kind of record it that way, and then the real vocals just write the words before that session. And I only like to do one or two takes. So uh, when you do it that way, it's fun, and you can be real proud of yourself for like, oh man, I made up a song just now. But, like, a couple of years later, it's always going to be like, uh, 
probably should have tried or like uh-huh. you know pushed it like a little bit more probably shouldn't have just been like psyched i got it once you know um yeah so that's something maybe i will or will not try to do when we go into the studio I mean, <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> you're where you need to be man is my opinion yeah yeah oh yeah my, my thing is my thing was always like you know when you play and you record and you're sitting there and you knew you did something and you're just like oh man if i could just go back in and and do that part again or, or whatever no, no, that's I, what larry just, does though he's like larry goes back and does a billion guitar things and totally fixes everything and makes it super rad so see? It's like, <laughs> we're, yeah we're pretty like opposite like he's kind of he's he's definitely like we're both boss but like i i like laid it down and then he's like um are you sure that's all you have and i'm like yeah and then like, I'll be like, oh, you know, but he, he'll put, he'll find all these magic things. And so we'll mark the producer dude. So it's like, I, they're, I think they're enabling me. They're enabling me to not work hard. <laughs> Time for intervention. Well, that's probably yeah. why it works though. That's probably part of the magic. There's that oh, magic yeah. word again. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wish there was a magic pill to keep my mind running, but my body or like maybe slow down my body and my mind, like so I could just chill. <laughs> but I'm not like a really good at chilling kind of person. So Neither just, am like, I. I'm always at eleven. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I I can't sit still that good. <laughs> well, let's talk some darkness rains because I love this album, and you know I like glow in the dark. I would say I'm a, a little bit over like yeah, it's a pretty good album. But Darkness Reigns is such a leap forward. And it's <laughs> okay. so, I mean, I never bullshit anybody. I always tell everybody, you know, in the no, kindest right. way I can, That's exactly what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Darkness Reigns is such a fuller, more haunting album. There, every track on that album I like. And I would say 10, man, maybe 20% of the albums I listen to, I could say I like every track. Every track on this album is full and mm-hmm. just stellar, in my opinion. Thanks so much. And That's we're going to play something <laughs> off of this album, and which is my favorite song. Maybe you feel differently, Odell. Born Again and Again. We're going to play yeah. that. Yes, that oh. is it. That is it. Because once again, it's a song that, you know, that song, like when I listen to that song and close my eyes, it's almost like when you're tapering off an acid trip. It's like that last <laughs> hour of like where everything's kind of dissipating and you're like one foot in reality and the other foot's still yeah. out in the fucking ether. It's kind of <laughs> like that. That's supposed to be. That's well, our mean song. Mission like accomplished. Okay. <laughs> mission accomplished. Cool. So we're going to play Thank Born you. Again and Again. Anything you want to tell us about it before we hit it? Um, I could tell you something if you want to hear it. I don't know. That's what uh, we're yeah. here for, to hear yeah. things. Yeah. We just, like, a lot of people uh, effed us over for a while, and we were just, like, you know, like, oh, you know, sorry, my dog is barking at me because I'm in the front. I can't concentrate. Uh, well, it's just <laughs> Is that about, Burger TV? It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's Tommy TV. Oh, his uh, name's Tommy TV. Gotcha. Yeah, after Tommy Erderly and Burger TV. Um, but, yeah, it's just about, like, when people are, like, fucking you over and they think you don't know, and then you're, like... You're like, all right, it'll it'll all be good in the end, and then, but like the thing is, there is no end because like it's just like cyclical, you know, cycle. Like keep getting not just one life or whatever. It's like you know, that's all. Sorry, it's hard to talk. She's like looking at me. You can play the song now. Let's play that song. 
righty, guys, we are back. I'm sure everybody heard what I was talking about in the intro to that song, how it's very haunting and just kind of creates these images in your head if you mm-hmm. allow yourself just to kind of lay back and let it wash over you. That whole album is just, like I said, stellar. It just washes over you. I want to touch on something that I find fascinating because you guys, of all things, and I, I keep saying we've had like zombies and vampires, we're going to have a mummy resurgence. You guys have a strange history with mummies. You guys had played at a natural history museum at a mummy exhibit, mm-hmm. and you actually saw a live mummy walking down the street while in L.A. I, I don't know. Yeah, a live, uh, uh, um, what's it called? Animated mummy. Like a reanimated mummy. Reanimated, mummy. I don't know right. if they're alive. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, 100%, 1,000%, like... We saw a mummy. It's not like as much fun as it is to say that word. Everything right. and as funny as it seems, like it was not funny. It was terrifying. Like kind of almost destroyed the band for a while because like only me and the kids saw it. So everyone else was like, "Shut up about the fucking mummy!" Like you're lying. You said you're stupid. There's not a mummy. Like no matter how you say it, it's like no matter how well you describe all the like details perfectly and. <laughs> like, um, and then find out that there actually are mummies in LA. Uh, you know, that week for the first time since like 1890, mummies got sent to our city. Like, no matter how many coincidences and everything else, like you guys are so wrong. You know, and it's like, so it's you know, it's a sensitive topic. But uh, well, it got me to mummies. thinking that maybe yeah. this is the universe's way of telling you when you die, especially if you're the first one in the band to go, you should get mummified and then they can display you as the remaining members play on stage. They can display oh you like in a God. fucking, a, um, what do you call it? What's the name of it? Uh, the thing? Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. You could just be in your own little, like a glass sarcophagus on stage while the rest of Death Valley Girls plays around you. No. This is the universe telling you. I don't believe, I don't, I'm going to, I don't know. I have many beliefs. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, one of them is, is no one gets to like be around my like personal physical body uh, when, once my soul has left it. I find that to be very gross. There you go. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't, but would like, you be open to getting could... mummified if no one was around you? No, 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 because then someone later could just come and steal a finger and, like, put some bad spell on someone else, and it's just, I, I don't want to be part of, like, evil magic, black magic, you know, unless, yeah. I don't know, I don't know, maybe if I become fully pure of heart by the time I die, maybe my body could be turned to dust for white magic, I don't know, it seems well, think about it. Talk to your estate lawyer about it. See what your options okay. are. But I think mummified okay. is the way to go. Uh, maybe. Maybe so. Maybe so. I hope I'm planting the seed in your head. Everyone should be mummified. We need to bring that back. It's like one of the only comebacks that has, the only things that haven't made a comeback is getting mummified. <laughs> I think so, yeah. It's one of, the, one of the few things that has not come back. <laughs> I think you are correct. All um, right. Yeah, you have planted the seed. <laughs> then my mission is done for the evening. We're going to get you out of here. Before we do, can you please tell everybody where we can find you on the interwebs and what you have coming up? Um, well, if you look up Death Valley Girls, uh, you will find out 
lots of things about us. And then there's also, like, people that go to travel to Death Valley that are girls. Lots about them, which is kind of fun sometimes. Um, <laughs> you can see that on, like, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. And, uh, and that's fun. Or... You know, you could go to YouTube. I like to go to YouTube. Or now, if you go to Spotify, you can watch our videos when you listen to our music, which is really weird. Didn't know you could do that until yesterday. Um, wow. But, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The name of the band is the best way to find, you know, the band. And there's a, and there's, um, like you said, there's a ton of stuff out there on you guys, which is awesome, which makes it, yeah. you know, mm. makes it really We're going on tour next week, and then we'll go on tour again and again and again. And oh, you guys love the tour. Work. Yeah, because we like being in, we, we're much better in person than, uh, like, on the phone or in the written forum. By, by um, any chance, Bonnie, <laughs> do you know when, when you're going to be on the East Coast? If, you, if you're making I it this way? I do, but I don't know if I'm allowed to know. Um, okay. I know at some point next, I, are we, this is almost summer, right? Uh, yeah. I think we're going to be there end of summer. Okay. And, and and fall, <laughs> I don't know. Awesome. But some, okay. something is going to happen for sure, and I'll let you know. <laughs> right oh, on. definitely. Just, Please I'm let sorry. us know. Before you go, can oh, I make yeah. a counter proposal? Okay. If I okay. die in the near future and yeah. I get mummified, will you play my funeral? Hell yeah. Will I you play Alice it. Cooper Stephen at my funeral on I top of my song. mummified? But I, I knew you would know that song. Yeah. <laughs> but will you guys play Stephen? I, I, like and I'll have an um, sarcophagus there, and you guys can surround it and play Steven over my mummified body. Yeah, you should never sign your sarcophagus, sign each other's cast in high school. You know, there you can sign your sarcophagus. <laughs> there you go. I think that's the best place to end. That's, right, it, that's it. Okay, have a really good night. All right, Thank you so much. In, and we'll have Thanks this up so soon. Much. Bye. Bye, you guys. Nice to meet you. Hey, you too. We'll be in touch. Bye. All righty, there we go. Odell, another one under our belt. I think we have two more, and then I want to do a show while I'm in Baltimore with you, like in the same room, because we've never done it. Yeah, man, that'll be the first. Yeah, do one of those in June, but I think um, these last couple of shows, it's almost it until we close down Tin Can and launch our new musical, our new musical osmosis site, coming soon. Hey, May is going to be fun, man. May is going to be fun. Oh, so. May, June, July. The next three months are looking historic. I know. I know. I know. Got to take it all in. I was about <laughs> to say, I hope I make it out alive. But now that I know um, Death Valley Girls are going to play on top of my mummified body, Alice Cooper songs, maybe I don't want to make it out alive. <laughs> nah, you want to be around. You want to be around for a bit. Oh, yeah, you're right. I have kids and a wife and <laughs> actual adult <laughs> stuff. I, okay, I'll, I'll stick around for another 40 or 50 years. Oh my Sounds good. <laughs> All righty, D, um, we are getting out of here. Is there anything you want to say as you listen to our twisted conversations tonight? Y'all are just weird. That's all I have yeah. to say. <laughs> Us all are just weird. That's it. Good night. Good night. Good night.